When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I am your co-host, digital editor, Al Lunsford, joined once again by my co-host, Joe Passoff. And today we are very excited to welcome onto the program the Director of Golf Operations at Adair Manor uh, in Southwest Ireland. That name might sound familiar to you because it is hosting the 2027 Ryder Cup. But before that, uh, in just a short few days time uh, as of this conversation it will be hosting the jp mcmanus pro-am the sixth edition of that tournament invitational tournament that has drawn quite a high caliber field from both a play, player uh professional perspective and uh celebrities alike uh so today andy is going to tell us a little bit about if you have not heard of this event uh what it's all about and the course in which on which it is being played. Andy, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Your golf background goes back to uh, a number of storied places, and, and now you find yourself at one of the, the best courses and properties, resorts uh, in Europe and certainly in Ireland. How did you get to where you are today, and, and what's it like uh, walking around Adair Manor every day? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, very, very fortunate to uh, to, to call Adair Manor work. Um, yeah, I came from an assistant pro in Glasgow in Scotland at a private members club, uh, moving down to London and to the Grove, working with Trin Golf at the Grove in London um, for 12 years in various positions, uh, learning, learning, the, learning the trade. Um, spending a little bit of time working with Troon, uh, had the opportunity to go up to Fairmont St Andrews for a few months to to help set that up as a Troon property. Uh, lovely to kind of work in the area of the home of golf, and then uh, returned to the Grove, and then luckily got a phone call um, out of the blue to see if I would be uh, interested in coming over to see what um, Adair Manor were doing. Um, I was. Uh, aware there was renovations going on at Adair Manor. That's the way I always used to describe it. I was aware of the renovations. Um, however, I wasn't aware of the scale of the renovations. Uh, a renovation of a golf course can be some new bunkers and new tee boxes. When I arrived here, there was no 18th green, there was no fairways, um, there was no clubhouse. Uh, the, the manor house was uh, clad in scaffolding while they were doing windows and, and, and roofs. So um, it was a fantastic opportunity to come over here when everything was was new, fresh, and um, yeah, no expense failed. This tournament has probably been on a lot of people's radar because it is the next event Tiger Woods will be playing in. That's probably the most well-known reason that it's maybe in the news right now, but you also talk about the all four major winners currently are in the field. Nine of the top 10, it may even be 10 of the top... 11 however far you want to go down that list there are a lot of good players and like i mentioned bill murray is going to be playing uh nile haran and mark Wahlberg, just to name a few 
Can you just tell us, you know, what is the JP McManus Pro-Am? Who is JP McManus even? And um, why do they play this event? Right. So, so um, to start with, the, the JP McManus Pro-Am is, uh, is a charity event, um, as I say, which is it's actually our sixth, our sixth event. Uh, 2010 was our last one. This was going to be in 2020. Um, um, and obviously, with uh, the way the world went and with COVID, um, we had to postpone. Um, so looking forward to it on Monday coming, uh, 4th of July. So it should be a good celebration for, uh, for all our American guests as well. Um, it's a fundraising event. So the, the JP Manus Program has is, is, is raised over 140 million for good causes year to date. Um, as I say, it was 40 million we managed to raise for the Netherlands Fund in 2015. So, I mean, it's, it's a huge, huge event. Um, Mr. Manus and his family are great philanthropists. It's all for great causes in the Ireland um, and the charities that are involved are, are so appreciative of the, the opportunity to be involved. We actually host qualifiers to actually play with these leading golfers. So there's four qualified teams have actually managed to play in local club competitions, raising money for charity. Um, and then we had a grand playoff final. And the winners of that will now be in a draw. And depending if they're lucky when their name comes out of the hat, they could be paired with Tiger, Rory, Dustin. They could be paired with literally anyone in this open draw um, over two days. So it's, uh, it's a fun event for the pros. As you say, a great, great field, um, including the Irish golfers. So we've got not only the, the, the top of the ladder, we've also got Podrick on the back of his USGA uh, championship. We've also got Leona uh, Maguire, um, which is which is great. And there'll be a lot of excitement around her. And then some of the up-and-coming Irish lads as well are, are taking part. So it's going to be such a, a nice buzz about the place. And it will be televised uh, as well for anyone who is interested in watching the event. Uh, format is 36-hole stroke play, I think, for the professionals. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the amateurs do a bit of a Texas scramble, shamble style of play. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. And you alluded to the uh, changes there at Adair Manor in 2018, received a Tom Fazio redesign. What can you tell us about the challenge there at Adair Manor? What does that course present to so those players? We've- so it was a it was a great golf course beforehand. I think that's one thing that we always try and appreciate that we've we've taken uh, Robert Trent Jones Senior Golf Course, um, which was well regarded, hosted Irish Opens, hosted uh, European European uh, Tour Championships. We are very um, we're very lucky that then uh, Mr. Manus, uh, which started if we tell the story, started as a renovation, <laughs> like the way that we would describe it, possibly some bunkers, something. And then suddenly it just grew legs and suddenly became, we could do this, we could do that. In the end, what we've done is kept the routing of the golf course. So the first tee is still where the first tee is and the first green roughly where the first green is. But nothing else has really stayed the same. So we have uh, pure distinction bent grass greens. We have the finest approaches you'll see on any golf course in the world and these A4 um, bent grass approaches around the greens. Uh, and ryegrass literally through the areas of, of fairway and rough. There's no long rough. So we know when uh, our guests come to Adair Manor, they, um, they're not getting the traditional Irish links. They're getting a perfectly manicured um, 
forgiving off the tee, um, but certainly very penalising around the greens where you need to have a, a deft touch to uh, to save your scorecard. Andy, uh, in comparing the current course to the original course that Robert Trent Jones Sr. designed, you mentioned that really only the corridor of the first hole was retained and everything else was was changed around. How would you compare the challenge? Is it more difficult for the pros, less difficult, more difficult for amateurs, less difficult in terms of you know scoring and the length of the golf course? So I mean, length lengthwise, we've got it now up off the off the tournament tees are seven and a half thousand yards. So it's now a modern championship golf course. Um, even for this pro am that we're doing just now, we won't we won't stretch it to that. It's not that kind of event, but it's nice to have that in the bank. Bearing in mind that we've got another five years until the Ryder Cup, we don't know who the next Bryson's going to be and how far they're going to hit it. So it's great to future proof the golf course in that manner. As a golf course, the the the, the original Adair Manor uh, on the site, it was it was tougher off the tee. Is the general consensus? It was. It was narrower. It was tougher off the tee. There was more trouble off the tee. However, as I say, the the greens now for the good golfers for your top tour pros, fantastic for them. You know, they hit putts online. They they know it's going to go in, and they are so smooth. They stimp for the tournament. They'll be stimping around eleven and a half, twelve. Our approach is step around nine. That's the, that's the bit that's kind of flabbergasting me. You can be off the edge of the green hitting that. And that's where the difference between the, the amateur golfer playing our golf course and the professionals. An amateur, we stand on that bent grass uh, approach and we want to take a putter. And I'm saying an amateur, as I say, a, a scratch golfer, you want to take a putter. The temptation is you do not want to be taking a lob wedge off grass that's that tight. For someone like Shane Lowry, who I've been fortunate enough to see out there, it's, a, it's, it's magic for them. They can control the spin. They can control the ball so well from those tight lies. So it's very impressive to see them do it as well. So when it's a spectator event, there's a real impressive feature with seeing them chip off those lies. So I would say for the for the amateur golfer, I definitely the, the approaches, the greens are, are much, much tougher. Um, for the professional golfer, um, they'll have some hard chips, etc. but then they know how pure our putting surfaces are. They'll, they'll fancy everything from within kind of 20 feet. Well, that sounds uh, like a good deal of fun, actually. A good <laughs> challenge where you won't lose your golf ball necessarily, um, yeah. like like Augusta or Pinehurst, but your score might go up a little bit if uh, you're not handy with a deft touch. Yeah. So you alluded to the conditions of the golf course. And, you know, in my added up 25, 30 years of traveling to Ireland, um, when you would occasionally encounter even one of the greatest parkland golf courses in Ireland. They were very vulnerable at times to wet conditions mm. when, when there was just rain in Ireland, imagine that. And, and, and the conditions just weren't, you know, optimum, you know, for, for maximum enjoyment out of the, out of the round of golf. Tell us and our listeners how Adair Manor has coped with that situation of yes, it rains in Ireland, but our golf course is going to be, you know, uh, very, very playable. In fact, to the maximum playability. hundred percent. So we, we, I mean, the, the whole place is sand capped and I always think as a, as a pro golfer or as a, a king golfer, you, you can hear how many tons of sand people have put on a golf course and it doesn't really mean much to us. Um, one of the, the great, uh, facts our marketing team came out with when we first started is that Bally Bunyan is an hour in the car from here and a good hour in the car that's that it will take you a genuine hour 
if you put all the dumper trucks nose to tail, it would take you from here to Ballybunion with how much sand went on our golf course. So <laughs> the, 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 sand, the sand camping in our golf course is fantastic. We've got subair under the greens, um, so we can, we can literally switch that on when you get those Irish downpours, which we, we know we're prone to from time to time. But it can be a huge piece of satisfaction to us that in what we were now nearly, I've been here five years. So I think in the time that I've been here, we've literally closed the golf course, I think once maybe in the afternoon, once I think ever, um, possibly twice, but certainly very, very seldom due to rain because we can, the golf course is playable. Um, as I say, there is no long rough, even the rough, we, we, we try and get as much sand in the rough as we can not only for the, the playability of the golf course, but for spectators. And when we're getting to 2027, we know where the spectators will be. So it'll be nice to make those areas nice and firm. We don't want it to be soft under their feet either. So, yeah, I think the uh, the, the, the detail that went into building the golf course, as I say, that the term I used is there was, there was no expense spared. But if we could do it, and if we were, it was, if there was a benefit for doing it, that's the way I always like to do it. If there was a benefit for doing it, it's generally been done. Um, I haven't heard the word no too often at Adair Manor when we can justify that we can make Adair Manor better. The answer has been yes. Outstanding. I mean, what a concept to know that, you know, you can make that trip, you know, speaking to our American listeners and uh, you're going to get optimum playing conditions, pretty much whatever the weather is uh, at Adair Manor. Yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the big things for, for um, any uh, Americans that are, are, are traveling and, and what Adair Manor does, I always say to, to guests, we compliment the offering that goes on in Ireland. If you come to Ireland from America, I know the same thing. You're, you're coming for the historic rugged links. You're coming for your Lahinches, your Ballybunions, your Poor Marnocks, your Trelees. You're coming for that, or Waterville, you're coming for that old Irish links golf course. Um, as I say, and that's an experience which is, you can't find it anywhere else in the world. Ireland and Scotland really have it kind of sewn up on that. Um, however, when you go to these golf courses and you've lost six balls off the tee because you're knocking into sand dunes and you're getting stuck in pot bunkers um, and you're getting beaten because you're on the sea, it complements your activity. It can also get you your confidence back to come to somewhere where you can stand on the tee box, you can open the shoulders, and you know that in your four ball, you're all going to be involved in the greens. You know, you might, you might be putting for bogey, you might be putting for double, but you're not going to be walking seven minutes of a hole with your golf ball in your pocket ready for the next tee shot. So um, <laughs> definitely uh, definitely uh, an experience, in my opinion, that really complements what the whole of Ireland has got to offer. To your point about all that sand, too, for all that sand being there, I, I read there's only 41 bunkers on the course, fewest yeah. of any, any Tom Fazio design anywhere. And no rough either, right? It's it's kind of all um, there's a cut, but it's not really rough, correct? Yeah, no. I mean, you could hit you could on on a good day you could hit a rescue um, out of our rough. That would be the way I'd describe it. Now we do, as uh, as Joe said, yeah, that kind of feeling that your scorecard may not indicate that you can be in the trees and you can be creative. You you can be that kind of Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, Tiger with Seve Ballesteros out the trees trying to hit low cuts high over the top of branches. But the big thing we wanted to do was we wanted you to be able to get the club in the back of the ball. We didn't want you to have to lift and drop out of bushes, to lift and drop out of areas. We wanted you to be able to play the ball from where it lies. Occasionally, that'll have to be left-handed or, or backwards, but you should 
should be able to get your club in the back of the ball. It's speaking to, you know, some of the other reasons to come to Adair Manor. Like I said, it is a, a golf resort uh, and not just a, the property isn't just the golf course. Uh, can you speak to some of the things that bring other people in? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the South, the Southwest Island has got so much to offer from a, from an outsider property area. I mean, you've got the Cliffs of Moor, you've got um, lots of sites to see. We're only just down north from Killarney, which is a place where lots of our American guests like to, to visit and the, enjoy the, the friendliness uh, and buzz of, of that area. Um, but you've also on site here, we, we've, we were always trying to prove, like I, I touched on, if we can make it better, we want to make it better. So we've only been open five years and we've already created another leisure area for one of a better area, the Paddle Club. Um, the Paddle Club's the most beautiful building. I mean, it's won awards for it. Um, inside there, we have a, a sports simulation room where you can play baseball, you can play golf and track man. We've got putt views so that you can practice your putting. You can play soccer in there. You can play ice hockey in there. Uh, and what can only be described as five-star luxury surroundings. Um, then you've also got two paddle tennis courts. And for, for those in, uh, are not of, kind of too familiar with paddle tennis, paddle tennis is a bit like pickleball. That would be the easiest way to describe it for you. It's a little bit like pickleball. Um, same kind of style courts, same kind of fun atmosphere, played in doubles. Um, and what we find is that when people play it, they want to play it more. So it's a great thing for our residents to, to have that opportunity um, of a kind of wet weather option as well, dare I say it, if there's, if you know what, if we're going sightseeing and it's not too great and we come home early, there's a great option to do that. We also built a, a pool because the feedback we had on our pool was it was a little small. So we've, we've built a, a beautiful luxurious pool um, with relaxation uh, rooms, with a steam room, with a sauna, um, a yoga suite, uh, true water roars in the gym if you really want to exert yourself and uh, floor to ceiling glass in there so at least if you're killing yourself in your workout you're looking out on beauty at the same time so you're looking at some you're looking at some nice old trees as you're uh, as you're wiping your brow in the treadmill but uh, yeah no it's a it's a beautiful beautiful building um, and then obviously we've got in the actual manner we've got a Michelin star restaurant um, our, our team are very proud of that um, it gives you a, a dining experience that is is one of the finest you'll have anywhere. Um, and the carriage house, the carriage house is uh, a clubhouse in 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 aspect. It's uh, where you would go for your post round golf, uh, drinks, uh, beers, Guinness, uh, burger, or or you can actually um, have a have a beautiful late night meal in there as well. So we do have our terrace, we have a restaurant, which is a little bit more formal and the bar. So there is an atmosphere in there, which we know guests like to have when they, when they play golf as well. We want to have an atmosphere in there with people, with TVs um, and a nice, a nice surrounding to, to enjoy your post golf uh, drink. Joe, how does all, all of that compare to when you were there? Well, uh, I think Andy said it very well <clears throat> early on in that uh, talking about the old golf course, it was a great golf course in and of itself. The hotel and the facilities were great, but this new energy, uh, the new capital raised, the new vision has simply elevated the property apparently in every way possible. It's, it's, it's very interesting when you say that with the, with the hotel as well. The hotel is a five-star hotel. 
I mean, we we have literally taken it. Um, I we fifty two rooms, and we we doubled it to one hundred and four with the wing. But I mean, if you're looking at the building, you you can hardly tell the new to the old. The, 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 again, the details went in to make sure that the building looks the same. Um, it's 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 quite it's quite fantastic to be honest. And the character in the rooms, we still have retained that original character. You know, we've still got that calendar house with the. Um, the, the detail that's went into that. It, it's lovely to see the original fireplaces when you walk in. We have a beautiful, beautiful room uh, called the gallery. The gallery used to be a room that was used for weddings. It's the second longest room in Ireland um, after Trinity College. And it's a beautiful, um, beautiful long um, uh, room. Um, you never used to get to see it unless you came to a wedding at Adair Manor. That was, that was the wedding, that was a function room. Um, and thankfully, with the creation of our ballroom, which holds significantly more people, we have now used that gallery for people to have breakfast when they stay in the hotel. So you're now getting to experience that room, that setting for breakfast and afternoon tea, which, again, just adds to the, adds to the character, adds to the charm, uh, and adds to the overall experience of a, a stay at their manor as well. So, Al, I'll, I'll just say it was a special place, you know, um, you know back in the day meaning before 2017, before 2015. Um, and, and now it is absolutely along the, the best in the world, you know, basically in every aspect. I wanted to uh, touch on a little bit of the golf course again. In the old Trent Jones course, the 18th hole was by far the standout. An absolutely awesome risk-reward par five uh, with a river cutting in front of the green on a diagonal. Tell us about what you did with the 18th or what the new 18th is and how that will factor in both on the JP McManus Pro-Am and, um, and the Ryder Cup. Yeah, no, thank you. It is, it's, so just for parity, we, we retained the routing of all the holes. So not just first, but we retained the routing of all the holes. So the hole in its element is the same. As you say, water running down the left-hand side of the tee. So you, you want to stay left, but not too far left. Um, the, the big thing that you'll notice on the 18th is we've created a wall um, on front of the green. So the banking is no longer, there's actually a definition. So when you're coming in with a three wood or a long iron, if you're deciding to take a risk at it, you get clear definition if you've made it or not. You know from the splash. Whereas what we didn't want is you're hitting into the bank. Did it bounce back into the water? Did it not bounce back into the water? Do I need to make a walk over our bridge to walk all the way back um, to hit my next shot? So we've got that clear definition and that, that wall is just literally a straight vertical drop. The, the other element of it is that it is pure risk or reward. If you, you can play it safe at a certain level and play up the right-hand side towards our fairway bunker, hit another mid-iron up the, the right-hand side, should I say, and then play across with a wedge. The big thing is that if you go for it in two and you go long, you go into that A4 bank brass green that grass that I told you about is so tightly mown that it's so hard to chip or putt up that slope because as soon as you put up that slope you're on a downhill slope green back towards the water so anything that you just hit a little bit firm or a little bit hard you can make yourself look really silly so the real course management element of it is if you think there's a good chance you'll hit the green by all means go for it if you're going down under that kind of 50 percent, I'm going to hit the green you have to lay up. You have to play sensible and, and take the wedge in your hand over the water for your third shot. 
But the for the for the Ryder Cup, the big thing is their last four holes are real. They're designed for it. You know, the 15th are drivable par four. Um, we've got tea, we've got so many tee boxes. We can play it from three three forty probably to two eighty, and um, depending on the wind, with again water running up the right hand side, right in front of the manor as well. Um, so it's a real risk or reward hole for match play. Sixteen or par three for for the top boys. It's a short iron. It's one hundred and sixty yards ish. Um, as I say, but again, water short, A4 bank grass pick, but these boys will hit the green, um, you know, so it's how, how aggressive they go. That green is 86 yards long. It's the second longest green in Ireland. It's an enormous green from left to right. So pin positions can play a huge part. 17 is a hole that we future-proofed, um, and it's, it's, it's a giant of a par four off the back tees, uh, well over 500 yards off, off the back tees. Um, again, a huge green. One hole, again, that can be set up to make it a hard par, but it can also be set up to make a, a possible birdie chance. So four great match play holes that hopefully a lot of the games in the Ryder Cup will come down to and, and create real, real drama. You know, in the in the U.S., uh, during our past several Ryder Cups, we've had a kind of a rejiggering of the golf course by the PGA of America for both you know, logistical reasons, spectators, but also to make sure some of those fantastic risk-reward holes do get used because match play, obviously, matches can end early. I know it's five years out. Is there a contingent plan as a possible way to get those holes moved up in the routing of the golf course? Um, I mean, the, the, your, your, your easy way of doing it would be flip the nights. Um, you could you could flip the nines and start in 10. I don't believe there's any hunger at all for that. In fact, there isn't any hunger for that. I think that 15, I think, will be such an amphitheater. And you would expect, looking at the stats, that 15 will be in play. Um, 15, 16, you know what? Yes, th- does every game go to 18? It doesn't. And that's, that is a shame. Um, however, the drama that would be involved if it does go to, to 18 I think is worth that gamble. You think of Valderrama and the 17th of Valderrama and different things. There's been some great holes. I'm picturing the golf course and it escapes me again where, where Nick Faldo with, with the wedge with Seve, um, you know, real risk or reward closing holes, I, I think are essential. I don't think you can play safe. I think you've got to take that risk that they're going to be involved. Obviously, uh, the majority of Americans coming over to see play Adair Manor um, are, are amateurs, uh, some with more modest golf games than others. You've got some famous amateurs in your field for the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. Al mentioned uh, a couple of them uh, at the top of the, uh, uh, of the podcast. Tell us a few more amateurs that are playing and also amateurs going to play Adair Manor. What do they need to do well in order to succeed at Adair Manor? Um, yeah, so listen, we've got some we've, we've got uh, some Irish stars from Westlife. Um, so some of the the boy bands, as I know, we touched on Niall Horan, but we've got the boys from Westlife here as well. Um, we've got uh, Bill Murray, who we were lucky enough to have visit us very recently. Um, it was very kind. Uh, loved his experience, which was great to hear. Um, and then obviously for over here, we've got some soccer legends as well. We've got legends from Liverpool, Kenny Dalglish, Alan Hansen. Um, and then Martin O'Neill is a, a very famous uh, um, Irishman that's a, a football manager and ex, ex-soccer player as well. Um, so we, we've got a, a good contingency of, of celebs, um, a good contingency of pros, and then some of our, our regular guests. And 
other familiar faces who have, have played at their manner on numerous occasions. Um, what they need to do well, they need to miss well. It sounds very simple. <laughs> it sounds very easy, but there is misses around at their manner. And, and if you have great course management, if you went out on that golf course and you had Porrig Harrington as your caddy, I guarantee you, you'd take seven or eight shots off your off your card or a road or, or a tour caddy for that matter. You would really take seven or eight shots off your card by missing in the right places. There is water involved in so many holes around here. I mean, we always say that there's no rough, but the water, the water is so in play. Um, example, our sixth hole, there's water left, back and right. The amount of balls that, that go through the back of the green is incredible. You know, that you've overshot your landings area by kind of 40 yards if you're going through the back of that green. Um, but it happens time and time again, self-included. Um, so watching these, watching these top guys and where they miss, I think people would learn a lot. So if you're if you're planning coming to Adair Manor and you, you get the opportunity to watch it on the Golf Channel or Sky, I think to see where they're chipping from is normally a good sign of where to miss from. Um, but yeah, the, as again, I come back to an amateur, very few bunkers, you'll be able to be soft off the tee, etc. It's really concentrating on making sure that you're missing the right places. All right. Marky Mark, I hope you were listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Al, I've got at least one more thing to add um, and ask, which is, um, Andy, I spent close to a half an hour at the U.S. Open this year on the uh, Lexus Hospitality Tent chatting with Mark O'Mara. And um, Mark is so looking forward to this event as he does all of his time with J.P. McManus. So understanding that J.P. McManus, uh, for everything he's done for the game, um, obviously the kind of person who inspires loyalty from Tiger Woods, uh, you know, says an awful lot to what J.P. McManus has meant to the game. So I won't ask you about JP, the person, but is he a golfer? And if so, what uh, what kind of golfer is he? he? He is a golfer. He is a golfer. And uh, how do I put it? You, you'd certainly want to be under his team rather than against him. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> he's, uh, he's deft with the putter in his hand as well. Um, no, he's a very keen golfer. He has such great sporting interest. If you look at what he's done, uh, you may not be too familiar with hurling um, in the States, but hurling such a, a national sport over here and what he has given to, to Limerick in the, the, the GA over here. Limerick are now a, a team that hadn't won a, a trophy for 50 years, won the All-Irelands and I think they've won it now three times in the last four years. Um, that is in no shortfall down to uh, Mr. McManus and his involvement and the family's involvement. Um, when you look at the, the, the jobs it's created their manner, the jobs it's created uh, in this area. But we have 500, 500 team members here. That is a huge amount of opportunity for people in the southwest of Ireland to work in such beautiful surroundings, five-star hospitality. Um, it's it's a great opportunity for them to 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 start a career and support their families. And you you only have to see. I I could be standing outside having a, a chat. People will want to come and get a picture taken taken with them. He uh, is a gentleman. He would always have time for everyone. And they, they, they appreciate what he has done. As you say, look at the charity work. They, there's, there's hospitals, there's charities, there's 
people who have been affected by all sorts of illnesses that these charities have, have helped benefit, you know, the Benevolent Fund has really helped support these areas. So there's the schools that have been built, you know, um, special schools and so on. I think that everyone really appreciates what he's done. There's horse racing is obviously, I can name he was synonymous with me before he was synonymous with golf. Uh, it was the horse racing in the, the, the green and gold stripes. Um, as I say, he, he, he is uh, a keen golfer, loves the horse racing, loves his sport. Um, but certainly would have time for everyone, along with all his family who are so involved with, with Adair Manor. Um, they would certainly have time for all the team members. Uh, and yeah, no, it's, it's a great place to work, to be fair. We were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I read an article recently where someone asked Padraig Harrington how he gets all these people from around the world to come and support this event and essentially said, you know, JP's the kind of person, if you support him, he'll support you for life. Uh, and I thought that summed that up pretty well. Um, so my last question will be, and, and we talked about some of the preparations for this week at the Pro-Am uh, and looking ahead towards the Ryder Cup uh, in 2027. So we go, Ryder Cup is in Italy next year, and it goes to Beth Page in New York and then to Adair Manor. Uh, what has this buildup been like for the community there? It has to be, it's hosted a couple of Irish Opens in 07, 08 and, and the Pro-Am, but certainly the biggest event there uh, and it in this, I don't know if this area of the world's history, but, you know, what's that kind of build-up like and, and what are those key plans to get ready for the Ryder Cup in 27? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously you're looking back to the K-Club, which is hard to believe that that was 20 years ago, you know, um, by the time ours comes around. Um, it's there, there's such excitement over the event. It's a great opportunity for Ireland to showcase not only its golf course, but its hospitality and what it has to offer. We know that the whole world is watching that event. Um, it's interesting that we were talking with a few of the, the boys on the range today and they were saying, oh, you know, when the Ryder Cup comes, who'll be captain and who'll be playing? And you're like, guys, there's, there's probably half the team aren't even on tour yet. You know, five years time is a long time in golf world. There'll be a, an 18-year-old college kid who's probably going to be setting the world alight at 23 by the time the Ryder Cup comes. Um, it's just a, a great opportunity for, for Ireland as a whole, uh, Limerick and Ireland as a whole, to, to showcase that hospitality. Irish people know how to enjoy themselves. They know how to party. They know how to entertain. Um, and I really think that um, when you're looking at what uh, the Ryder Cup will be, it'll be a spectacle. I think it really will be a spectacle um, which will be primarily based on a brilliant product, a brilliant golf course, a brilliant host venue, um, but most of all, brilliant people who will be entertaining um, throughout the country. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. I did have one more thing. When in your little bio here, it said you got started in golf, collecting golf balls and working at a range. Mm. Uh, do you still collect golf balls? And how many I golf was balls doing do you have about- I was doing that about an hour ago, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> thankfully, uh, we've got we've got a great team of guys here just now that uh, they, 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 uh, they, they take that task off me these days. But, uh, yeah, no, in, in, in the bio, it's, it's interesting. 15 years old, and uh, I used to get paid in uh, Titleist Balata golf balls, and uh, that's how you got paid, and uh, you got free use of the range. And that was, yeah, God, I felt like a king. That was, that was, a, great, that was a great job. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's... 
I, I do think for anyone coming in and maybe it's a little bit of golf. We were talking, I know, off camera as well, how where golf's going and where golf's been. There's there's a lot of good things in golf and how people can get in and playing with dads and mums and daughters, fathers and son tournaments, father and daughter tournaments, which are seem even more prevalent now, to be honest, than they did 15 years ago. I think it's a lovely way to see that people are still getting involved in golf at a young age. It's, it's promising from that point of view. And Andy, one last quick word, because I was reminded of something. Um, this is not for broadcast, but uh, you and I were scheduled to play together in 2018. I had a trip to Ireland set up. Uh, that was back in my golf magazine days. And uh, it was going to be with my wife and uh, her, her cousin and cousin's wife. And we were going to do a nice tour. I was set up for a stay and set up for golf. And my wife broke her back in a horse riding accident. Um, she's fully recovered, but that meant had to cancel the entire Ireland trip. And because she is uh, Betsy Ryan uh, and of Irish <laughs> extraction, it was particularly painful for her uh, to miss out on that. But that was my chance. I, I was all set to see everything you've done there. And I remember seeing the itinerary and you and I were... We're, uh, we're scheduled for a course tour and a play and so forth. So it'll um, still looking forward to uh, an Adair Manor visit uh, to see all the new stuff. But you have educated us brilliantly and beautifully today on this topic. So best of luck with everything in a coming Pro-Am and, um, and great to actually make your acquaintance. Yeah, thank, no, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, yeah, we hope to uh, hopefully welcome many of your listeners uh, over to Ireland in the near future. Shall do. Sounds perfect. And tune in on uh, July 4th and 5th to the JP McManus Pro-Am uh, in the States on Golf Channel. All right. I appreciate it, Andy. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys.